Hello, my name is Zach Bailey, Editor-in-Chief of The Winonan, and I'd like to welcome you all back to our newest episode of The Winonan Wire, a weekly podcast where we will be talking about some of the top stories in this week's copy of The Winonan, the Winona State University student-run newspaper. This week, we'll be focusing on four articles from this week's issue of The Winonan. First, McKenna Scherer will be talking about Winona State throughout the past 100 years. After that, we'll be talking to Kristen Kowalski about the Operation Lifesaver event that took place on campus last Wednesday, followed by Hannah Hippensteel talking to Gu Wong about last Sunday's Chinese Moon Festival, then we'll finish things off speaking with Buck Wallert about volleyball's home opener this past weekend. Now I'll pass things over to McKenna to focus on the changes that have been made at Winona State throughout the past 100 years. All right, McKenna, so this week you covered history of Winona State, just some of the things that have changed in the past hundred years or so that the campus has been around here. So in the article, you talk a lot about different facets of Winona State that have changed in the past hundred years. Was there anything that you were able to talk about during this past week that didn't end up making it into the article? Yeah, I actually talked for a pretty long time with Russ Dennison, the library archivist here um, and he told me a ton of stuff about everything on campus and a little bit outside of campus but one of the fun things that he told me was that there used to be a barbecue pit right outside of Crisco Commons that since has been built over but it used to be there with tents and like chairs people could go and sit in at tables and between classes students could go and grill there just brats and burgers he said there's probably only a few professors and faculty here who remember that but it used to be awesome that's sweet I'm glad to hear about that so other than uh, the stuff that didn't make it into it, do you want to just talk a couple seconds about some of the facets that did make it into this week's article? Yeah, so I pretty much focus on the last 100 years of physical building changes that have happened on campus. And more so than just on the last 100 years, I focused on 1922 and up because there was the 1922 fire, which kind of from there on, they had to rebuild anyway because there were only three main buildings on campus and one of them got totally burned down. It was called Old Main. And Phelps actually is like one of the oldest buildings that's been here since that time. And it used to just be a kindergarten classroom area and a gymnasium and a library. And that's what used to be in Phelps. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to check out this week's article that went on and to read a little bit more about it. Thank you, McKenna. Yep. Now on to Kristen to talk about Operation Lifesaver. So Kristen, tell me a little bit more about Operation Lifesaver that happened this past week. So at Operation Lifesaver, it was an event that was held on campus. Um, not not so much of a not so much of an event as it was like a table. Um, and basically, Operation Lifesaver it's a nonprofit um, public safety organization, and they educate people um, on railroad safety so that um, casualties from uh, railroad. Um, related incidents can be decreased. Awesome. Sounds good. So do you know, do they table at Winona State often or is this a once a year, once a semester thing? I believe they do it once a year and they do, this was their fourth year doing it. Awesome. Thanks, Kristen. So Hannah, tell us a little bit more about the Chinese Moon Festival. Hi guys, it's Hannah Hippensteel, a features reporter from the Winonan, and I'm sitting down here today with Ga Wang from the Chinese Student Society to learn a little bit more about the Chinese Moon Festival. Hi guys, this is Ga. So what is the significance of the Chinese Moon Festival? What makes it important in your culture? Well, there was a story. It's about um, 
a very beautiful lady named Chang'e and her rabbit we named Yue Tu. They had eating a, a I would say a, a roll like a medicine that says it will keep them live forever so it will never like intern, internal. Then they eat it, they eat that medicine but somehow they flew to the moon and now we're saying oh they are watching us. But they they have their stories based on uh on the August fifteenth in Chinese calendar, so it's different than American calendar. On that date, it's it doesn't have like exact the exact date, but when because the date changes every yeah. year. But based on like what the Asian people have like they study on that day, will always have the most bright and full moon. Which is like I don't know how they did it, but <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, how many years has the Chinese Moon Festival been here at Winona State? Okay. Um, I think there has been Chinese Moon Festival every year since I've been here. So I'm a senior this year, so they have been exist at least four years. But I heard about the Chinese Moon Festival before I even before I came to Winona State. And what did you hear about it before you came here? Well, I heard that the Chinese club is very welcoming. They have many club members, and then we always do some fun things. Yeah. Well, thank you, Go, for your time. Thanks, Hannah. Now let's check in with Buck Wallert to hear some info on the volleyball team's home opener this past weekend. All right, now let's talk to Buck for a little bit about the women's volleyball team that just had their home opener this past weekend at Winona State. So, Buck, tell me a little bit to start off about how their season's going so far. Uh, the Winona State volleyball team, they got off to probably their best start in the last 15 years, 8-0 in both the tournaments that they went in Springfield and in uh, the Hampton Inn Invite in UW Parkside. Uh, they started the season off against St. Cloud and the University of Minnesota Duluth. Those teams were both ranked. Did not go so hot for this team as they lost both of those matches, but they were close throughout the entire time. So I talked to uh, Reisner, and she said that it gave the, the team a, a fire in their bellies. They, kinda, they, they needed the losses so they could experience and they could grow together as a team. She says they are kind of at mid-season form, but it's definitely not their full potential. Uh, this last season was their home opener against Bemidji State and the University of Minnesota Crookston. They handled them pretty well, 3-1 to against Bemidji State and 3-0 against Crookston. And uh, both those teams they haven't, they've had success against in the past, and that they are going back on the road this next week, facing more ranked matchups against uh, University of Sioux Falls and Southwest Minnesota State University before they have three straight more home games. So we will not see this team back here for a while. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, read a little bit more about this week's home game that they had in the Winona this week, and otherwise we'll talk with you later, Buck. Thank you. That's all we have for today. Thank you all for checking out our newest episode of the Winonan Wire, and make sure to pick up a copy of this week's paper, or check us out online at winonan.org to read the full stories featured in this week's episode, as well as read up on the other things going on around campus. If you haven't already, make sure to hit those like and follow buttons on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up to date on all of our centennial events, and don't forget to check back next week. Until then, this is Zach Bailey signing off.